This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I promised I'd come back to some Celtic Symphony stuff because Fintan O'Toole is writing a column in the Times about it today, which is flaring up the whole thing again. And I'll do that before we finish. But today is World Menopause Day. And we've talked about menopause before. And one of the worst things about menopause I think is that it can start to hit you very young and the more I talk about it the more I learn about it Um, I'm a fella, it's not going to bother me very much but the more I talk about it the more I learn about it and the more I learn that you can be menopausal really, really young and really, really suddenly Um, and your whole life can start to fall apart and that's what happened to Sally Ann Brady she runs Irish Menopause Dot com. It's a great resource for women of all ages. Um, but she promotes a better understanding of the fact that menopause isn't limited to older women. And it's more common than you think for it to start, or for perimenopause, which is the bit before it, to start in your 30s, because that's what happened to her. And uh, she has revealed many times now on her website and publicly that she often felt suicidal in her 30s because of uh, the early onset of menopause. Sally Ann joins me now. Sally Ann, when it started first, had you any idea that that's what it was or that it could start so early? No, it wasn't. Um, and it seemed quite unusual. But from what I know now, it's actually not that unusual. I was a little bit earlier. Normally, very late 30s, early 40s, you'd start to feel a bit off. But in my case, it was earlier in the 30s. So, yeah. Pretty mm. awful. In what way did you start to feel off first? And, and what did people think was up? Um, it started with just a ridiculous anxiety that was sort of spiralling out of control. I was just really worrying about everything and just out of sorts and all over the place. And, you know, when you say, what did people think? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did they even notice? They probably mm. did. They, maybe they said, God, she's odd. I haven't got a clue. No, I mean, did you ask anybody about it? Yeah, like doctors and that, but it was always treated as just anxiety, you know. But as the years ticked on then, as they had it later into the 30s, I started getting physical symptoms. So that when it became very obvious to me, this has to be hormones. And I was back and forth to doctors like, yo, yo, 
all the time saying, this is hormones, this is hormones. And every time just say, no, you're too young. You be. I was always told I was being silly. I was being ridiculous. I was yeah. overthinking. It was my anxiety. Um, this label of anxiety was used for everything. My night sweats, I were told, were my anxiety because that's how the anxiety can manifest, a sweating. And mm. um, it just became crazy, you know. And, and Sally, and was your, if you don't mind me asking such a question, was your cycle normal at this time? Yes. Yes, it was. And this is normal. You know, this is what happens. And that's where a lot of women are thrown off because you're still having a regular normal cycle. So why would it be hormones? We're not educated. Mentally, it got to you. Yes. You, you began to think, think the worst. Absolutely, um, because the anxiety, you know, is getting out of control and you're anxious about being anxious then. And then you've got the... And I knew I wasn't in control of it, that it wasn't actually me. It was like it felt like it was chemical, you know, it was like something was coming over me. You know, nobody could join the dots on this. But towards the, I won't say the end of the journey, but the end of the journey before I got better, it became very bad. And I did. I attended Pieta House. I wanted out. And the thing is, I didn't, that's the wrong wording. I didn't want out, but I didn't have it in me anymore. Couldn't yeah. keep going. What, what age were you at this stage? Uh, 39. Right. Yeah, I just, I, I, I had to, I just, I couldn't keep going. It was just every hour of every day was agony mentally and physically. Bedtime was something to be afraid of at night because you didn't sleep and everything was worse at night time. It, it was just a very, very, very dark time and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And what was your doctor saying? Anxiety. Couldn't find anything wrong. I got referred to psychiatry. I was referred to our discussions of different referrals to different people. I had particularly bad problems with my neck, shoulders, ears, anything to do with my head, ear pressure, pains in my ears, allergies. Um, and I, I went all around the country, really, to mm. seeing different people, ear, nose and throat specialists. Nobody could find anything wrong with me, you know? I, I find it remarkable that people would just keep telling you this was only anxiety. Well, I guess, I suppose, when you look at it on paper, they were doing all the tests. They couldn't find anything. They were, you know, looking for the wrong thing. Yeah. You know? And I don't know what they were looking for, but everything they looked for, they couldn't find. I mean, I was with neurology as well. I had MRI scans. I was in and out of A&E a few times. Nobody could ever find anything wrong. And in fairness, it did look like I was actually, she must be mad. There's nothing wrong with her. But I kept saying, this is hormones. My mother had an early menopause. I must be having one too. Nope, you're too young. And at what point did someone take that seriously? And at what point did you find out, yes, you're right? Well, you know, I always sort of knew I was right, but the treatment was... This. I, I did see a doctor in the end, and in fairness, he looked at everything, and he looked at my copies of everything I brought and shook his head a bit. And, and I remember he said, let's try some hormones. And I was like, wow, you know. And um, he said, we'll know then, won't we? We'll know if you feel better. And I said, we will. And the rest is history. How quickly did you start to change? very quickly um, it took me time to get back to my good old self like months but straight away within days I knew this is what my body needs I could feel things changing but I knew it was going to be a long journey there was a lot of mess that needed undoing physically you know um, and I, you know that's part of the reason as well I do what I do now is 
this was so easily fixed and I potentially might not be here anymore and how many other women aren't here anymore because of that and I just said gosh I need to be able to help others just tell them this is what happened to me maybe this is your problem are you angry about the time that was missed at the time that was lost I was um I'm not anymore um it changes things. It changes how, how you view the world. It changes your perception. And it also, you don't take anything for granted and you realise the, the how delicate life is and not to take things for granted. It changes you. Um, I'm past the anger and now I love to help where I can. And I understand it because I didn't understand it before. Now I understand that menopause is not taught in medical school. It's not their fault. They're trying. They just don't know this. It's not taught in medical school, like it's there, but they don't look at it. Sort yeah, of it's, right. exactly. Now, things are changing and um, the department and fairness have made a lot of changes. But up until recent years, like you could study medicine for eight, ten years. You'll never learn about menopause. You might learn about it for an hour and that's it. Right. You learn that women age and periods stop and that's pretty much it, you know. There's not a lot in it. I spoke to some GPs on this and one of them told me that she was very lucky she got three hour lecture on it, but most of her colleagues got nothing. It's beginning to sound to me, Sally Ann, for more of the people that that I speak to, that this can start at any stage in your 30s and go on for 10 or 15 or 20 years. Absolutely. And it's a global issue. It's not just here in Ireland. It's global. And in fairness, we're not doing too badly over here in comparison to others. We now have specialist clinics opened by the HSE. We now have new guidance, menopause guidance by the ICGP. Some really good things happening. But any big change takes time. It's going to take probably 30 years for this to turn on its head. And, you know, I'm doing this. I'm a mother. This needs to change for future generations. It has to. There's a shortage again in the market of hormone replacement medicines. Does that worry you and the people you work with? Not so much because we always have some form of a shortage. Last year we had a huge shortage where nearly all the products were in short supply. But generally speaking, there's always sort of one that's a bit short, but you'll be able to compensate with others. So, you know, I think it's estradiol at the moment and it's one strength, but you'll be able to get other strengths of it. Um, It is a concern, but not as much as the last time. Um, And it's not right. I mean, the uptake in HRT has been huge globally because of the work being done. And when you look at the UK, the Davina McCall documentaries, etc. You know, (laughs) some doctors used to say, I'm not putting you on that because it'll give you cancer. That's correct. We're still dealing with that. That's correct. They used to say that. Oh, we still deal with this every day. It's very funny. There was a study in 2002, um, the WHI study, and they announced to the whole world that HRT causes breast cancer. And when the study was revisited, they realized. Well, no, actually it doesn't. And it was interpreted wrong. And when they revisited anyway, they scrapped it and made an apology. But sadly, the the apology didn't make the media. And we're still living 20 years on with that cloud hanging over us globally that HRT causes breast cancer. It's very sad. It is simply not true. It's not true. What I will say, and I'm not medical, by the way, there is an older type of HRT that has a small increased risk, but right. people don't use that anymore. It's yes. the old stuff. Okay. Sally Ann, if people want to contact you and get help from the Irish Menopause Mentor, how can they mm-hmm. do that? 
Certainly. Well, on Facebook, you'll find us, the Irish Menopause. We have a page and there's also a private support group you can join. You'll find us on Instagram and on Twitter or you'll find me at um, theirishmenopause.com. And for young listeners, I'm talking women in their 30s uh, who, who mm. find their, their bodies changing uh, and they're, mm. they're worried and concerned. What should they do? Of course. Well, look, they can reach out to us. I mean, we definitely support younger women and with premature ovarian insufficiency. And that needs to be taken very seriously. Um, a young woman in menopause has to have hormones. It's, I don't think it's even debatable because she needs to protect her bones, for example, against osteoporosis. And that's just part of it. So there's also a great resource, the DAISY Network, that look after POI as well. But please don't think I'll be OK, not when you're that age without hormones. Sarianne, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Sally Ann Brady, thanks. Uh, Irishmenopause.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ann Brady talking very much about hormone replacement, HRT. Many people use it. Other people would prefer not to. There are other ways. Dr. Fiona Barry uh, runs two women's wellness clinics in Cork. You're a pharmacologist, I think, uh, Fiona. But y- you also have a personal experience of, of early menopause, I believe. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not sure about it, if it's early now at this stage, uh, PJ, because I'm 51 at this stage. So yeah. it's been going on for quite a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 51 is young. You are but a child. <laughs> <laughs> all relative, all relative. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, I'm I'm in the u- unique position that I my background is in biomedicine. You're right. I have a PhD in pharmacology, but I run two wellness clinics. I'm a practitioner of Chinese medicine. We've okay. spoken before. And I know you're a big advocate of acupuncture. I hope your back is good. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I suppose I was I was lucky enough that I had tools in my toolkit to be able to treat myself, I suppose, using acupuncture and on an ongoing basis. I use herbs as well. And that's what I do for for women in my clinic. 
Now, what I I think is important for women to know is that it's definitely not a one size fits all. And the other thing is that, you know, if you decide to go down the medical route, one thing doesn't preclude the other. In other words, you can integrate, Mm. you know, if you want to take HRT, you can also integrate that with uh, you know other treatments and say more um, yeah. natural remedies and the strange versa, thing about you know, it is Fiona I think no two people that I've ever spoken to about menopause whether early or regular onset or whatever no two people seem to experience it in the same way is that fair? That's fair because you're look it's the same with anything we're all unique so I mean it's the same with any sort of bodily function we're all going to have um, you know you can't separate I suppose your mind from your body so your mental emotional health is going to have an impact on your physical health and vice versa and also then you can't separate the person from their environment so you have to look at somebody in the context of what you know what is their environment what is their socioeconomic status you know what's their life like do they work do they not if you're you know as a woman are you juggling, you know, elderly parents, children and a career? Mm. So all of that plays into how a woman is going to experience this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the funny thing is, is I mean, I should be ashamed to say this, considering my expertise and, and what I do, but I actually missed it. Really? I, I missed. The fa- yeah, absolutely. And this is, I think, what happens to women because, I mean, my 30s would have passed by, I think, like many women in a blur of rearing children and, you know, trying to juggle a career and maybe moving houses etc etc and so you kind of I think because of that and we're having kids later you know in my parents a you know in that kind of year I think they were having children in their 20s so women started to kind of maybe start to find their footing and refine themselves and spend a bit of time themselves in their 30s mm-hmm. and in their 40s so they were somewhat more prepared Whereas I think what happens is our 30s kind of pass by in a blur and you're in your 40s when you kind of start thinking, you know, when the kids reach this age, you know, then I'll spend time on myself. And then before you before you know it, you're vaulted into the, yeah. the perimenopause. Well, mother per, mother know, nature is going, we need a conversation here. Yeah, exactly. It's like your body, you know, chronologically doesn't kind of pause because you've decided to have kids in your 30s or even in your 40s. Um, you know, but your brain is like my mum used to always say, I'm, I'm 21 in my head. She was saying that like when she was 70. You know, I'm still 21 in my head. And I think we all are a bit like that. Oh, yeah. We kind of forget, oh, you yeah. know, and, and I, I now understand it. Absolutely. So I did miss it. I mean, on one level, obviously, I absolutely knew I was of the age to be in perimenopause but it took me to miss a period but I had been suffering with kind of feelings of anxiety and you know a lot of sleep disturbance and everything like that and to be honest I was so busy actually that's part of it as well I think women are so busy Mm -hmm. because you're trying to split yourself across so many kind of different areas of your life Mm -hmm. that you kind of don't have time to pay attention to yourself and it creeps up on you yeah 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 so you're going literally you're going from bed to work to kids to school to bed to work to kids to school and whoosh it's it's all passing you by yeah and it's brilliant that the i suppose the narrative is changing and the conversation is opening up because the other thing i think from quite a young age as well as as women we are taught to kind of oh sure look just get on with it you know and so i think we do really do kind of keep it to ourselves like i i wouldn't have shared it with you know my my husband or i wouldn't have shared it with my friends or wouldn't it was just like i thought i should this will pass you know i'll just get Mm. on with this Um, and i think something that happens as well fiona sorry to cut across you but i remember talking to someone recently about this having done an item on the show about menopause it was an older person but said to me look you know 
we all go through this. What's the big drama? And I'm kind of saying, well, now we know a bit more, you can offset the worst of it. Absolutely. And you kind of, I hear that a lot, obviously, I because it's hormonal issues I deal with. I do a lot of work with uh, women on fertility. And there was a bit of that attitude around kind of miscarriage as well. I should look at, you know, in my day, we just got on with it. But that's not good enough. That's not an excuse to have women suffering. And that's the way I look at it is no woman should suffer. Mm. So, you know, if if your menopause is having any sort of negative impact on your life, don't suffer. Do something about it. I mean, one of the greatest things that we can do is advocate for ourselves is to be, you know, I suppose to be the agents of our own kind of destiny and take control of it and say, right, OK, this isn't good enough. Mm. And and I would say the same as if you're attending whoever, whatever, whoever your healthcare professional is, if they're not listening to you, you know, mm. move on, find somebody else. Yeah. And if you're feeling sort of muggy and down and not right in your late 30s, early 40s, you know, and and there's a way to make it pass a bit more easily other than just being handed antidepressants and sleeping tablets, then then go and seek it out. 100%. And I, and I think realistically, I mean, I suppose the way I would look at it is, is that in reality, we're not making things any easier for ourselves. You know, our it's not our body that is incompatible with menopause. It's our lifestyle is incompatible with menopause because while our ovaries are shutting down, they're not the only site of production of our hormones like estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. There are other areas of our body as well, like our fat cells, our pineal gland, our muscle cells, um, our adrenal glands. But the problem is, is most of us are going into this year without having per- into these years without having prepared at all and if you actually prepare in your kind of mid 30s um, you, your adrenal gland can actually up the production of hormones by up to threefold. Most of us are going in with our adrenal glands, which, you know, are responsible for our stress hormones. Sure, who isn't stressed these days? So we're, we're going in on the back foot. Yes. So, you know, so, I mean, I think that has, that's, I, I'm a bit concerned. I think that menopause is going to become over-medicalized, that, you know, HRT has been put out there as the kind of like, you know, literally stick a patch in your ass and you'll be fine. You know, well, for I'm some not, people that's enough too, you know, in fairness. And but for some people it is, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But to be honest, it, it it's, you know, it's just, it's, I think a more holistic approach needs to be taken to yeah, in, into yeah. account, you know, and that. And, Someone on the know, phone saying, PJ, a lot of, of this perimenopause is pain, sore neck, sore arms, sore legs, sore elbows. I wake up every morning feeling like a 90 year old and that can be a first sign sometimes. Some women never yeah. get the flushes, never get the obvious symptoms, but they're walking around feeling ancient and Anne says HRT brought me back from that. 100% and, and because we, uh, we forget, I think that, you know, our estrogen and our progesterone, that isn't just responsible for our reproductive health. We have receptors for these hormones everywhere in our body, which is why every system in a woman's body is impacted. Yeah. And when your estrogen level drops, then what happens is your collagen level drops. So you, you have to think of your, your joints and stuff like that. There's a lot of collagen. That's what creates the, yeah. the I suppose, the, the, you know, the lubrication between joints and, and mm. it, allows for for proper movement which is why women start to get an awful lot of pains and aches and obviously then as well with the yeah. drop of estrogen you're going to get a drop as well you, you know this is why you end up with vaginal dryness and stuff because the membranes of the body mm. start to actually kind of dry out there's an analogy um, which, actually i saw yeah. a chemistry teacher doing this that imagine your body 
as a big bucket of hormones, all there in a certain proportion. So put a glass bucket or a glass yeah. glass vase up on the table, and all the hormones are inside in it. And mm-hmm. you change that mix and watch what happens in the bucket. And that's yeah, what's going 100%. on at menopause. 100%. I actually, the analogy I give is, is it's like an orchestra. So there's an interplay between all your hormonal systems. And so if your sex hormones are, say, the string, the string, you know, the string instruments, if that section of the orchestra goes out, then everything else falls apart and goes out, of, you know, is out of tune. So, yes, absolutely trying to keep the balance. But our body does adapt. And usually the postmenopausal years, I mean, whether we realize it or not, the postmenopausal years actually tend in a woman's life to be the happiest years i mean that's known there's been research done and women in their 60s are the happiest cohort of the human race would you believe it <laughs> do you know what it is do you know what it is and it's funny i often talk with it they're old enough to not give a sugar anymore about anything uh, but you see this is and i think this is the joy of menopause to be honest i really do because most women that i see in this years if you can actually get yourself back on track to me this is like and i think you know men don't get this but women do for me the way I viewed it for myself is that this was the kick up the pants I needed to look at my life this was like this was like why why is this happening and why do I feel because our hormones are really intelligent and a lot of the time our hormones are telling us something Mm -hmm. and like for me I know damn well that you know I yeah I started using the acupuncture and I started using the herbs and I got rid of a lot of the symptoms but there was still stuff that was there and I and but it was all psychological it was anxiety Mm. it was not sleeping well and that I actually sat back and I thought okay what else is going on that I'm not addressing what's my body telling me can you become much more aware of your own mental triggers 100 percent yeah and I think menop- menopausal women, I think, are it's an amazing time in a woman's life because actually you're right, because I think the support and the nurturing that has always been put out to other people, that's when, when our estrogen levels start to drop because we are biologically, I suppose, we are programmed to be nurturers, to be carers. And as the estrogen level drops, we kind of start becoming a l- maybe a little bit more male-like and we start saying, hang on now a second, what about me? You know, <laughs> where am I in this? So I think it is a great time for women if you can get your symptoms and stuff under control it's a great time to reflect and actually to say okay i've done this for everybody else what what's there for me now what can i do for myself what's going to actually give me pleasure in my life so i I think it can be i think the i'd love to hear the conversation i think the conversation needs to be really rounded and looked not as it seeing it as just a problem but seeing it maybe as a segue it's not the beginning Mm. of the end it's the beginning of a new beginning do you think it's better that maybe Nate, 20 years ago we didn't talk about this and it was known as oh to change the time is it better now that we talk so openly about it and sometimes even laugh about it 100 percent. because again like the, one of the best conversations i think i had was with my kids because i thought i mean you know at times i really genuinely pj i won't put it i won't put too fine a point in it there was times i was like a virago i really was you know and so i sat with my kids who were at the time you know i suppose my son would have been about 10 and my daughter would have been 13 going on 14 and i 
you know, I chatted them to them and I said, this is what's happening. And I said, look, you're going through puberty. So I said, your hormones are revving up. And while yours are revving up and you know how it feels, I said, mine are actually winding down. And then I gave the analogy and I said, OK, you know, if I if you never if I gave you no money, you wouldn't miss it. But if I gave you 20 euro and then I took it away, you'd really miss it. And they said, yeah, that's way worse. And I said, that's what it's like. I said, it's you know, it, it's hard enough to for it going through puberty. And we look at the leeway we give, you know, our teenagers with puberty oh. but when you're taking something <laughs> when you're taking something away still it's the much scars. harder to cope with <laughs> absolutely so actually what that conversation did was that gave my children permission when they were having a hard day with their hormones when when it, they were having when it was impacting them that it gave them permission to talk about it and it also gave us you know them permission to say to me i'm having a really bad day mum or look i know i said that all wrong it it didn't sound like that in my head and i'm sorry or you know we just were able to give each other that bit of space and Mm. understanding and empathy and i think it was just it was a real eye-opener for me and that's why i think it's so important to talk about and so so important that it should be part of the education and in in the school system all right well good to chat with you today Uh, dr fiona barry uh, look her up, you'll find her at her wellness clinics here in Cork. She's a pharmacologist and yes, HRT is one element of how you deal with menopause. There are others and she's an expert in many. Thank you very much. Non-HRT she deals with generally. Cork's 96 FM.